Hey, we're starting a new series this week on spiritual growth. There's two themes for this year, spiritual growth and community. Both of those are just vital for us as a family, that we come together as community, building each other up, encouraging one another, not isolating ourselves, but we need each other. We had a great time at the men's retreat. We had 15 guys in our room one Friday night, and we're just all talking about things of God. And it was amazing. And, it, and we need it, not just as men. And the wives are like, thank God, you know. But we need it. We all need it. We all need it. So community helps that because there's strength in numbers, and we need to be together. But there's also a place that we can encourage each other in spiritual growth. And we're going we're gonna to read a passage today, and we talked about it when we did our series on the parables, but the Lord just took me to that this week, um, just to see some things in there uh, that, I, that I hadn't seen before, and help, help us to realize that there is, it is possible for you to go to church every week and not grow. It is possible. It's possible for you to go to Bible studies and not grow. It's possible for you to hear the word and not grow. And spiritual growth is something that, that we have to, it starts with, with a desire in us to say, I want to grow. And I can't speak for you, but I can speak for the church overall that God is calling us this year to grow. In other words, that we look back at the end of this year and we can see that we're different. And if we don't, if we see nothing different, then we have to look inward and say, Lord, show me. You know, I was talking with my wife, Patty, last night, and um, I would point her out, but she doesn't like that, but she's on the back row back there in the middle. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, and, and there was a time in 2014, there was a lot of stuff going on. And it was a turning point in her life and in our life because it affected all of us. And that turning point was when she said, you know what? I just hit my knees and asked the Lord, I need you. Something's, something has to change. Just overall. Her, us, our marriage, our family, life, everything. But you know how it started? It started with someone who finally just said, you know what? There's more than where I'm at. There's more. God, I want to know. I, I, I want you to speak to me. And there is, a, there is part of the spiritual growth that, that starts when we decide I'm ready. Be, you know, we talked last week about getting ready for what God has for us. And we talk about the blind beggar and how the Lord wants us to see. He wants us to see the thing he has for us. And we have to call on Jesus like that blind beggar did. And, and, and Jesus asked the blind beggar, what do you want? And he said, I want to see. And it was amazing that, that this week when I was studying, I went back to that and it stood out to me that there was something in him. It was the desire that the blind beggar had. Jesus didn't walk by and say, hey, there's a blind beggar over there. Listen, receive. That, this, that, that situation happened that way. It happened with the desire the blind beggar had to see. 
that he called on Jesus. When he heard Jesus was coming by, he called on Jesus because he desired to see. So when Jesus said, what do you want? And he said, I want to see. He's saying, my desire is to see. For me, it was like the Lord just said, you know what? For spiritual growth, it starts when you have a desire to grow. And I'm just going to tell you up front, this series, it's going to challenge you. And there's going to be parts of growth that isn't fun. And if God wants to heal places in you, then there's places that are going to have to surface. You know what I mean? Those places that you don't like to, to, under, or to recognize, those hurts and pains that are down there. But in order for the Lord to heal those, they have to surface. You have to acknowledge you have to be able to say what David said. It's a very dangerous prayer. Not dangerous in like it'll hurt you, but it is a prayer that when you pray, you better be ready. When you say, search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. In other words, anything that is not of you, I want it dealt with. I want it out. For us to grow and decide this is where we're going, you know what? It means we can't, we can't settle for life how we've settled before. It means we can't, we can't participate in the same things that we might be participating in. It means we can't just make excuses for certain things that we do. Well, everybody does that. But if we're growing, then our light stands out more and more in the dark world. The decision that that Patty made was a decision that required her to, to take time and to, to move away from what everyone else is saying and to say, God, what are you saying? And to miss out on other opportunities of things because she needed to, to have some time with just her and just Jesus. To, to put all of the, all the things that she was taught and that, that we've been taught and just say that's true to say, God, Show me. And being willing to hear from different sources and different people that maybe you have written off because you were told something. But what if God wants to use other people in your life besides who your initial person is? What if God wants to use those people in your life that maybe you think, God, there's better people for you to use? And, and, and I'm just saying, as spiritual growth, that's what's going to happen. When, when, when we decided to get healthy, healthier even in our marriage several years ago, and we went and we met with this therapist in Pennsylvania for three days of just straight-up intense couples counseling. It was just me and Patty and this gentleman that just really helped us. But it would not help if we weren't willing to say, speak to me. We need help. I grew up in the church. I can quote all the scriptures. I can, I can tell you the stories. I can bust out a flannel graph better than anybody. And if you don't know what that is, then I just dated myself. But, you know, I, I can tell you all the Sunday school stories. But yet I didn't even know how to apply some of that stuff in my own family. I needed help. But I didn't always grow up in a way where you was just normal and common to just say, hey, I need help. Sometimes I grew up where the fact that you just have to just go for it. Just, just be helpful to everybody else. 
But there's times you need to say, listen, I, I can't help you right now because I need help. I can't give you what I don't have. I can't tell you how to play baseball if I've never played. So there's things that God was doing and teaching me, and it all had to do with, listen, there was that place where I finally had to get, and Patty was there way before me. She knew I needed help. I didn't. But you know what? I came to that point where I realized I'm a child of God. I'm righteous. But can I tell you something else? In my own life, I was jacked up inside. I, was still, I still knew who I was. But there's areas of life I didn't know how to process. But I didn't know how to connect. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to, how to always be honest and transparent. Because I had this insecurity in me that if I show weakness, people are going to stop following me as a pastor and then everybody's going to leave the church and say our pastor's jacked up. We got to go find a perfect one. But then you know what I found out? That the Lord uses jacked up people that love him and say, I'm willing in all my messed up stuff, I'm willing for you to, to use me. And then I began to realize that I'm not jacked up. I'm human. So I can't take people to a place without God. So then I realized I'm a vessel. And I, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all together. But that doesn't mean I mess up. When you, when you, when you water the flowers or you wash your car, you know, or if you're really thirsty and you're outside and you turn the water on outside and the hose and you drink water out of the hose or just cool yourself off with it, do you know none of you, and if you have, you're lying, none of you have ever gave all the glory and praise to the hose. None of you are like, that is the best hose ever. I mean, I drank, that hose gave me water. No, that hose was just something that the water, the source, went through that refreshed you. The water went through that water, the garden. The water went through it. Nobody, nobody was all excited about the hose. When people fill my tea glass up, I'm not like, that is the best picture I have ever seen. No, it's the tea inside. That is so delicious. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, so there's something to realize that God flows through us. And if we can be real and honest and be real and honest with each other, this isn't a negative faith statement. We need to grow. All of us. All of us. The Bible talks about that we need to grow. That it, the word brings growth. It helps us. We may be really good in our journey. We're just on this journey, and we've been serving the Lord for a long time. But can I tell you, there's still plenty of room ahead of you where you still are going to grow more. That's the journey that we're on. So let's go to Mark chapter 4. I'm going to read this parable. and This may be a two-week message, but we'll see. I'm not going to keep you here for two weeks. I'm saying I'm going to have to continue this. <laughs> He's like, geez, I didn't even bring a sandwich. No, 
Okay. See, especially if I get distracted like that, it'll be two weeks. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lakeshore. A very large crowd gathered around him. So he got in a boat, and then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on the shore. And he taught them, telling them stories in the form of parables like this one. Listen, he said, a farmer went out to plant some seed. He scattered it across his field. Some on the seed, some of the seed fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly, but the soil was shallow. But the plant soon withered under the hot sun, and since it hadn't, didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant, so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much had been planted. Then he said this, anyone with ears to hear should listen. You should. Doesn't mean everybody does, but you should listen and understand. Later, Jesus was alone with his disciples, with others were gathered, and others were gathered around him, and they asked him about what the parables meant. And he replied, you are permitted, you are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God. But I use parables for everything I say to outsiders so that the scripture might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, and here's the meaning of the parable. If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all of the parables? And then he goes through it. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed fell on the footpath, represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come and take it away. So he says the farmer goes and takes the seed, which is the word of God. Okay? So the word of God is going forth on all of these. Now, in this first path, it lands on this hard path, right? And this footpath and it doesn't take root at all. And it says that the meaning of this parable, when he talked about birds came and ate it, it's talking about Satan. And it says Satan comes at once to take it away. Now I'm going to hit each one of these soils. And they represent heart. And Proverbs 4.23 says this. We have it, I'll have it up on the screen. But it says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because it determines the course of your life. So if we're going to grow, we're going to have to have a heart that wants to grow. And if our heart, which is this soil, is open to the things of God, we'll grow. But if not, we won't. So this first one, it's a, it's a hard soil. It doesn't even take root. It just kind of sits. And the enemy comes and just snatches it. Just takes it right away. Now, I'm not saying that I believe there's people of every soil in this room. Now, I'm not, I, don't, I don't know who, but I'm just saying chances are someone in here, you relate to one of these. But this first one is one where, it's, you know what, it's just this. I, I relate this in the Christian world as someone who just, they're just doing their normal. We just come to church because we go to church. You know, I just, I, I, I come and I just bring my kids so that way they can have some good teaching than the school system or whatever. But we leave this place, and we're not, we're not leaving here thinking, how can I apply what God is speaking to me? 
What am I doing? Or it's, we, we hear it, but in our minds we're thinking, yeah, but what about this and what about this? And the enemy quickly just comes and snatches it. It never even begins to germinate. It never begins to produce anything. It's gone. The enemy just comes and just takes it quickly. So it doesn't even have time to do anything. And we have to be on guard for that. John 10.10 10 says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So when, when you hear the word, you know, I'll tell you what the enemy wants is for it never to take root in your life. Because the word will produce. And if you don't let it, if you don't let it take root, you miss it. If you let the enemy take it, you're missing it. This soil produced no fruit. None. 1 Peter 5 talks about be self-controlled, be alert, be watchful, because the enemy comes at you like a roaring lion seeking to devour you. So there is an awareness. Listen, you don't need to be walking around scared of the devil getting you. That's not what I'm talking about. I, listen, I, I knew people like that. They thought the devil was behind everything. I mean, everything. Careful, Pastor. The devil's going to get you if you just... He ain't going to get me. <coughs> That's the devil. No, I swallowed that Tic Tac. That's all that was. You know what I mean? I mean, so I'm not saying that we walk in this constant fear of the devil. Because I'm just telling you, when you submit yourselves to God, you just resist the devil. He's got to flee. What I'm saying is you have to be alert because he will try to deceive you. He will try to come in and snatch the promises that God has spoken to you and cause you to think those aren't coming about and that's not true. The same way he did with Eve, he deceived her to think, oh, did God really say that? That's not really what God meant. And it was all a deception. And that's what the enemy does. And we have to be alert to that. If you're alert, then you don't fall for that stuff. Because you're alert. You're mindful to know. He's going to try. Listen, you're going to leave today and the enemy's going to try to just snatch this seed, this word, right from you before you even get to the car. He's going to try. But if you're alert, then when you get that thought, you think, no, 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 no. I know where that's coming from. I'm not receiving that. You're not taking that seed. You're not taking that from me. Okay, so we got to make sure we, that we, got, we can't be those that just, just hear it and don't do nothing with it and let the enemy just take it. Because here's what happens. You'll never grow. You'll never grow. Ever. That soil never does. The second soil is shallow. It talks about the, the shallow soil. And here's what it says about that. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message, immediately receive it with joy. Okay, that's a good thing. You hear the message, you hear the word, you read the word, you receive it with joy. Like, yeah, that's good. Woo. Fired up, joyful, excited. But... Since they don't have deep roots, it doesn't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. See, this is the second place where, where you fall in one of these. And here's the second one. One is the enemy just steals it before you ever do anything with it. The second is you kind of say, oh, that's good. That's good. You receive it. You're like, yeah, man, I believe the word. Oh, I believe that. And then something doesn't go your way. Or you face a problem, or you face a difficulty, and you give up. You, your roots, don't, they don't go deep. 
You just, be, you just listen to that and just think, well, he said it. You know, you're, sometimes we can try to live off somebody else's revelation. We can try to believe, well, they believe that, I'm with them. But we have not really searched the scripture ourselves. We haven't really understood. There's a lot of people who believe what someone else says about God. But you have to believe, what do you, listen, if you'll dig into who God is and just be still and know God, you're going to realize God is way different probably than what you've been taught. That there's more to what you've been taught. So, so there's this understanding that you have that if you don't allow it to go deep, then here's what happens. I see it all the time. Listen, I have seen people who I would, I was shocked that when trouble came, how they ran. Because I'm thinking, on the, on the outside, I mean, man, they were in service. They were there early. They pray. They worship. They, they swayed. I mean, they, both hands. I mean, they just, they were, the outside looked clean, looked good. But listen, it's easy. It's easy for people without deep roots to worship God when everything is fine. When you want to know what your faith is really like is when you can't see the result anymore. That's when faith comes in. Listen, I worship God when we, Patty and I were, things were going great and we're, you know, we're both working full time. And then when God had us step out, oh, okay. Now it was more of what do I what do I believe? Like my faith is now tested. My faith is now being tested of, it's one thing to say I believe God will meet my needs. But if you have provision in your pocket, it's easy to say God will meet my needs. Because technically, you already have the result of what you need. But when you face something and you don't have all the money for it, now you have to still believe that God will still meet my need. But you don't have it, you don't see it, so now that faith is activated. So now you know, do I really believe this? And there's times that people say, oh, I love God. I'll serve God all my life. And then something happens. God, well, I don't know why you did that. And they jet. Because it was shallow. It was shallow. You can't, you, you can't. I'm not, and I'm not dogging anyone who struggled with that. I'm telling you, that's, that's what happens. And it's going to be hard for you to grow if you don't stay and persevere through the stuff and watch God be faithful because you can't see God's faithfulness without walking by faith. But when you walk by faith, you'll see God's faithful and it's like, hey, I can trust him. He, he proved himself. He showed himself to me. He showed himself faithful. James 1, 2 through 4. Brothers and sisters, when, not if, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. You know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect, complete, needing nothing. There's this process that you can grow even in difficult moments. That you can still have joy in the midst of struggle, in the midst of difficulty. That you don't have to give up. You don't have to not let the word produce. You don't have to have this shallow place of your life that you just, things have to go your way. For some reason, we have, got, we have gotten some kind of thought that the Christian life, if we have any problems, then we're either lacking in faith or we're whatever. But the Bible is clear. You will suffer. 
Look at this next scripture in Timothy. Yes. Say yes. yes. Now wait till you read the rest. You probably won't want to say it again. Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will what? Suffer persecution. Listen, have you ever made a decision for something that was right? And you were ridiculed? Or you were pushed aside? Or you were made fun of? Yeah. It may not be what other people are facing right now in countries where people are dying for their faith. But I'm telling you, you face penalties. You face difficulty because of your stance. But if it's shallow, then what you're going to do is try to create a stance where you can kind of still look this way here and look this way here so you don't offend anybody. Can I tell you something? We don't need to try to go around offending people, but we do need to stand for who we are and let God, let God be God. And I can still be very loving and kind and still believe what I believe and grow in that and not compromise my life because of what everybody else is doing. But that has something as we, as we grow. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. We're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. And we might get knocked down, but we're never destroyed. Listen, God is faithful. And he will help us. But in difficult times, if you run in those times, then Listen, you're, you're missing it. And if you'll stay through, Galatians 6, 9 says, if you don't get weary in doing the right thing, you'll produce the harvest. But sometimes we have to persevere through those difficult places and those difficult journeys. And we have to decide, I don't want to be that person that only serves God when things are going great. When things are going great. If we're going to grow, it's got to be intentional. We have to have a desire to say, I want to grow. And I'll, I'll do whatever I have to do. Lord, show me whatever you have to show me. Search me. Show me those places. If there's shallow parts of my life, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way. Listen, I, I was for a, a, a good part of my life shallow. Because when I faced difficulty, instead of allowing the Lord to work in those, I buried them. And I just thought I'm just going to move past it. And that was my faith step. And in some ways, I understand what that faith step is. But the other ways is they were still there. I just kept refusing to acknowledge them. But inside, I was hurting and I was struggling. And I was having a difficult time knowing how to process. And I was angry with God. And I was wondering and I had questions of why and how. And, and, and I just didn't understand. So on the outside, it looked like I was this strong man of God who just, nothing phases him. Listen, nothing on the outside was phased. But everything inside was phased. So therefore, I was still shallow. I just, I just pretended I was deep. Now I can tell you, I let the Lord heal that stuff. And now... I'm getting deeper and deeper into this stuff. And I'm trusting God more than I ever have. And my faith is stronger than it's ever been. And I'm growing more than I've ever grown. And I still have a lot to go. 
But there's no hidden places in me of, of hurt and pain and struggle. I even said a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I guess it was a few months ago, I went into Patty one day and I'd come home from work and I was like, my feelings are hurt. She was like, oh, excuse me? I was like, yeah. Something happened today and it hurt my feelings. And you know what? It was so freeing. Because I was like, man, that's just real. Like I wasn't being surfacy. I was going deep. And you know what? I just, it just felt good. And guess what after that? I was better. It was, I wasn't in some bad place. But I was like, I'm not going to just pretend and stay on this surface thing of everything's fine, everything's fine. Listen, no matter how strong and how much you love God, when there's things that hit you or your family and things come against you, there can be times where you get concerned. And if you're shallow, then in those times you're going to pull away. Either out of frustration to God or you're going to pull away because you don't want to acknowledge that you're struggling. Those are shallow places that will, will not result in a lot of growth if you do that. Then the third, the third soil. I'm just thinking here for a second. Because I don't want to rush it. I don't want to rush it. We're going to finish this next week. Because they're, especially these last two, they're, they're deep. And I don't want to just cram it down your throat and then you go choke on it, you know. I, I want us to be able to process it. But let me, let me just tell you, what we're going we're gonna to stop at these first two. So come back next week, all right, because there's good news. But I just want to give you the overview of this. Three of the four soils... 75% did not produce lasting fruit. The seed on all of the soils were the same. The seed is where the life is. The seed is where the growth comes from. It's all in the seed. This is where all the power is right here. This is where all of the the power and the strength and the hope and the growth for you, it's all right here. Yet, when the seed was scattered, 75% of the places that it fell did not produce lasting fruit. You know what that says to me? That it's possible for all of us to hear the word and hear the word, and hear the word. But if our hearts aren't open and ready to receive it, or at least willing for the Lord to help us receive it, then we're going to be that 75%. And in the days that we live in, the 25% where it's healthy, that's the only way we're going to walk through all the stuff that's going on around us. Because what's happening is we're supposed to be affecting the world. But if we're not growing, what's happening is the world begins to affect the church. Because we're just settled 
And I'm not, I, don't, I have no, this isn't a condemning thing at all. This is just the realization of, could it be that in some ways we've settled into just what we think and what we feel and there's so much more, so much more that God has for you. But if you, if you want to grow, it has to be intentional. Jesus himself, Luke 2.52 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. Jesus himself grew in wisdom and understanding as a man. In Hebrews chapter 6, the first verse, it talks about at some point we got to get past just the basic teachings of the elementary things and we got to go deeper and understand more. And sometimes we think deeper is, you know, like this deep, you know, but sometimes, you know what the deeper thing is? It's actually a more clear revelation of the love of God. It's actually a more, a deeper revelation of who you are in Christ. It's not always more head knowledge of the word. It's not always more scriptures that you can quote. Because can I just remind you, the enemy quoted scriptures to Jesus. But, but it's about saying, you know what? I, I, I want to grow. And it starts with saying, God, I want to know you more. I, I want my heart, whatever is in me that's, that's hindering that, and these first two, Lord, help me. Help me deal with that hard heart that I have where your word doesn't even penetrate. And that hard heart can come from the fact that you're bitter, you're angry, or, or you've just never really thought much about the deeper things. And you, maybe you've had this thought of, if I go to church and I'm just a really nice person, then, then I'll, I'll be fine. You know, if I'm really super nice and I love people, then I'll, I'll go to heaven. And maybe you just had that teaching. Reality is you'll just be the nicest person in hell, but you, you won't make it. I don't know how that sounded. A little gruff. I'm like, but I mean it's only through Jesus that we, that we go. But you know what? Sometimes it's, it's, it's just sometimes we have these mental blocks. And I just want to break that stuff down and say the more we get to know God, the more our hearts will be open to say, Lord, I, I, I receive it. And even if you, God's word, you know what? God's word does correct us. He does. We get corrected by the Lord, but it's, it's a loving correction. It's what his word does. It admonishes and it teaches us, or it rebukes us, it helps us. But if you know God loves you, then you realize, wow, he's, He's helping me be all that he wants me to be. He's showing me how, and he's, he's loving me. And you're going to find that it's less about your works, and it's more about your relationship with him. And the more you receive that, then because of your relationship with him, your, your actions, they, they just they change because you've received him and his love. So sometimes when I talk about this deeper place that we're going, it's just a deeper revelation of, man, God is a loving, caring God. And we can't do anything until we really connect there 
and receive that. Because sometimes that's the part of the word that we miss. How can God love me? That's that shallow thing. That's that. That's the Lord. That's the that's the the enemy stealing that promise of the word that He loves you. Or thinking, well, yeah, but when I do this, I need to no. That's that shallow thing. And then we'll find out the other two next week. But there's just there's those things that we just. I really, I really feel passionate in my heart that we have to grow. And it is going to be a fun journey. And we can do it together. We can do it together. And when you feel those growing pains, just embrace them. I had growing pains, but I also saw that I was taller. And I was like, I kind of like it. My feet hurt, but I like being taller. You know what? Let's just grow together. Let's grow together. Let's do it. When it comes to just, let's go for it.